The whole year, I've been sharing the value of setting a quarterly focus for 2017. Can you believe we're in the final stretch? How is your year going? Are you pleased with your progress this year? Or are you like me with a few things you still need to get done? Today, I'm discussing how to focus on finishing 2017 strong. Time to be fourth quarter clutch here on the View 112 podcast. Welcome to the View 112 podcast. I'm Janita Morris. As an avid reader, writer, and businesswoman, I'm passionate about literacy and self-development. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back, and thanks for listening to the 29th episode of the View 112 podcast. I know you're probably like, what happened between the 28th and 29th episode? Well, for those of you who don't know, if this is your first time listening, um, in addition to work and writing and having a podcast, I am also a student, and I just completed... Um, a portion of my online classes. I completed one session and I'm about to start another session this coming Monday. But last Sunday, I turned in all of my final projects and final exams and for two classes I was taking. And so I've been focused on that, quite frankly. <laughs> and this week, after I turned everything in, I've just been taking a little bit of a break trying to rev up to finish the year strong. I have two classes that I start on Monday. For those of you who are interested, I'm taking organizational leadership and microeconomics. So pray for me, especially for the latter. (laughs) One, I do have a tutor I've already signed up for. Um, So speaking of finishing the year fourth quarter clutch, um, I'm really proud to say that this strategy of assessing the year and reviewing and setting out a quarterly plan has paid off. I'm really pleased with the progress and with my results. And it's something that I would definitely do again next year. And this kind of could get me right into point number one of finishing the year strong is to first take an assessment. Take a look back over this year and check for those wins and opportunities. And I want to highlight wins here for just a moment. For me, this is pretty important. I have a terrible way of only looking at what is not done. So much so that it gives me a distorted view of myself and what's actually happening. So based on my assessment this year, I'm proud of a few things. One, professionally, I have grown and developed quite a bit this year. At the top of the year, I was starting this podcast. I was also embarking on a new journey at work. I had a new team, a new space, a new boss, and I knew going into it, I was going to have to lead differently and connect with the team differently. And I'm proud of the work that I did. I've learned to lead using skills outside of my comfort zone and The second thing that I'm proud of is I've been consistent with school. I've been taking more classes this year, and I'm set up to complete my degree next year. Praise the Lord. Um, Three, I have made time to read and write and podcast this year consistently. I've learned so much about myself and about life through this process. Now, for some opportunities I have left. One, I've let, quote unquote, being busy allow my health to take a back seat. Two, I've earned and spent more money this year than I have in my entire life. And three, while I'm proud of my progress in writing, I have not really grown in this space the way that I envisioned. 
Which brings me to point number two, is to learn from your failures, make a plan, and move on. Right now, I just almost finished a book titled Sometimes You Win and Sometimes You Learn by John C. Maxwell. And it's a very smart book that talks about how to move on from failures and lessons. I also just listened to a sermon last week from Pastor Delman Coates in which he titled, So What? I Lost. And I came across this book and sermon at a time, a perfect time in my life. And I'm sharing it with you all as we prepare to sprint to the finish line of 2017. We cannot sprint, though, if we are weighted down with baggage of disappointment and failures. I highly recommend Sometimes You Win and Sometimes You Learn as it highlights key ways to successfully move past failure. Here are some of the chapters from the table of contents and the ones that resonated with me. Chapter two, humility, the spirit of learning. Chapter four, responsibility, the spirit, I'm sorry, the foundation of learning. Chapter 8, Adversity, the Catalyst of Learning. And Chapter 11, Change, the Price of Learning. (laughs) I love that last one. And uh, like I said, these are ones that spoke to me. It kind of takes you on a journey of when you fall flat on your face, how you can overcome it again and then just move forward. Um, For me, I, again, I have a problem with focusing on things when they go wrong. Um, I just got this this <laughs> this feedback uh, from a friend a couple of weeks ago is that when something happens, I am definitely the person. I don't panic, but I am definitely viewing the situation far more worse than it is. I mean, I... I am the one that's like, hit the panic button. This was a disaster. I'm really hard on myself about it. And sometimes I can stay in that place longer than I need to in lieu of just saying, I need to chalk this up as a mistake. And what can I learn from it? And do that a little quicker instead of like beating myself up of, I I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. How did I miss this? That type of thing. And so this book, but also that sermon Um, just from like a mental health standpoint, I think helped me as well to move on from my failures. Like there, we have a short amount of time. I looked at the map, at the map, (laughs) I looked at the calendar and uh, we have 10 weeks left in the year and 10 weeks is a short amount of time and not enough time for sure to dwell on past mistakes. It is time to move forward, which brings me to number three, and that's to set the plan today. What can you realistically get done in the next 10 weeks? Open up that calendar app and look at the next 10 weeks. I've mapped out things that I know are going to happen. Like my parents are coming to visit in December. They sent us an email and let us know. I have a large event at work in November. Um, and then work is just busy. This is the peak time of year for me at work. The, all the meetings that I already know about, my new school schedule, like I said, it starts on Monday and I'm taking classes starting Monday through December 17th. And I have projects and um, assignments, papers, all types of things, quizzes that are due. And so I've mapped that out um, to get set up for the new year. What are the short-term goals that pack a punch in your overall vision of 2017? I've set professional goals that will make me feel great about the quarter. In my personal life, I've set financial goals that include a holiday spending budget. 
I start, like I said, classes on Monday. And so those two classes I pick specifically because I think they'll be a bit easier and they will help keep me on track for graduating next year. This time of year, like I said, is busy. So I didn't want school to be such a distraction. So I pick a couple of classes that I think I would be able to balance with my workload. For this podcast, after looking at the calendar, I know already I'm recording 10 more episodes to reach my number of 40 episodes before my 40th birthday on January the 12th. So plan around what you know can be controlled. You know holidays are coming. Holiday season is packed with social events, calories, spending. Set a plan now to set yourself up for success. Number four, are there goals and plans you need to downsize over the next 10 weeks? If so, do not be ashamed of that. That brings me back to point number two is acknowledge the failure and set a plan to move forward. Set a plan that will help you move the needle in the right direction. For me, there are two big things that I've improved with this year, but I've missed the mark on what I set out to do. And the first one is weight loss. So I've adjusted my weight loss goal to 10 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds in the next 10 weeks. And I will feel proud about that number. It will have my weight loss moving in the right direction. And I will weigh less than I did when I kicked off 2017. I feel with that number... And what I would look like and feel in 10 weeks and 10 pounds down um, better than I felt in, you know, my clothes and all that kind of stuff over the last few years. And so for me, that number is what I'm going to be working for. The second is a mental health goal. My job also helped me with this one. We have a mindfulness challenge that's starting in November, which again is a busy time of year for us. And in addition to the mindfulness challenge, having a therapy cadence this year was important to me. As a busy working professional, I need to find a healthy outlet for the stress and anxiety that I have. And let me tell you what does not work. Overworking (laughs) to distract yourself, comfort eating and drinking, overexercising, procrastination by setting up distractions. Trust me, I've tried all of these things. And what I've had the best success with when dealing with my anxiety and stress is rest, talking out my concerns, focused prayer, and reading. When I'm doing these things well and consistently, I feel better. And I'm more focused on my goals to get to the finish line much faster. Finally, I want to talk about weekly check-ins. Just as a quarterly check-in has set me up for success for this year, I'm applying that in this fourth quarter to weekly check-ins. I've set mine up to be on Tuesday mornings. Tuesdays are a big day for me anyway with meetings and such. I love going into Tuesdays with purpose and plans. Tuesday mornings, I can celebrate, reassess, and focus on what I need to complete. Now, I've listened to many productivity podcasts and I've read a lot of books and they all suggest Sunday nights as a setup for your week. And if you have a traditional work schedule where you work Monday through Friday and you have the weekends off, then Sunday may be the move for you. Um, For me, though, I am working on Sundays and Sundays uh, sometimes are one of my days off, but sometimes Oftentimes I'm working and going into this quarter, I'm sure I'm going to be working um, more on Sundays. And so also in addition to that, Monday is when I get a lot of my reporting. And so that's why I set Tuesday as my day. Pick whatever day 
you want and you know that you can stick to for your weekly evaluation. Whatever day of the week it is, just make sure you can stick to it so you can be consistent. I'm not going to lie. As usual, I've piled my plate pretty high with things I need to do to wrap the year. However, your girl has a plan, a strong support system, and the spirit of determination. Yes, I do. So uh, just to recap some things that I am going to focus on and I encourage you to is one, take an assessment of where you are from the year. Two, learn from your failures, brush those aside, and make a plan to move on. Set that plan now. There's so much going on before you get into the throes of holiday season. Four, are there goals that you need to downsize over the next 10 weeks? If so, do it. And then five, set a cadence for weekly check-ins. Again, that book that I recommended is Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn, Life's greatest lessons are gained from our losses, and that's by New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the View 112 podcast. I would love to hear how you're going to be fourth quarter clutch and what you're focused on for the remainder of 2017. Please feel free to email me at Janita Morris at View112.com. Until then, I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.